guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah. We've teamed up with MomCast to bring you the news you need to know in a special series from The Mom Voice podcast. Each week, we'll be sitting down with Emmy Award-winning newscaster Emma Jade to bring you the headlines of the week. So join us here and get informed to help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. But first, we want to talk to you about the Pura Smart Home Fragrance Diffuser. Okay, I love scents, and I love having my home smell the very best that it can. With the Pura Smart Home device, they've created a natural, pet, and kid-friendly product that allows you to set schedules and manage your fragrances from your phone. I love the variety of scents that Pura has. They're partnered with top brands like Volcano, Nest, Votivo, Times, and the seasonal variety right now are just the best. There's so many yummy pumpkin scents available. You've got to go check it out. So if you're wanting to give your home a little extra boost this season, go over to trypura.com and at checkout, use code MOMVOICE for 15% off your order. Okay, back to the show. It's the week of September 23rd, 2021. Emma, what do we need to know? We have to start off with the biggest headline everywhere. Script the nation. You guys have talked about it on The Mom Voice. Oh, yes. Biggest headlines is about missing girl Gabby Petito. Here is the latest. So authorities found her body. It's been confirmed in Wyoming. And according to the coroner, manner of death is homicide, which means she was killed. Not a lot of specifics, though, but officials or the official cause of death is pending until final autopsy reports are in. I do want to give you guys some background on this case. On July 2nd, Gabby Petito set off on a trip with her fiance, Brian Laundrie, driving to Yellowstone National Park. They never made it there. Laundry returned home without Gabby on September 1st. Her parents, though, didn't report her missing until September 11th. As soon as Laundry was declared a person of interest by authorities, he disappeared. His parents tell FBI agents he went hiking in a nature preserve sometime last week and vanished. Agencies have been calming the preserve that his parents say he took off to, but according to CNN, it's not that easy. First, Laundry had a couple days head start, so he may have traveled a significant distance by car or by foot. They don't know. Also, the area that search crews are combing through right now is swampy and it's infested with gators and snakes. Gabby's body was found on Sunday at a campground in Bridger, Bridger Teton National Forest. It's right near the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. On Monday, the FBI searched the home that both Gabby and Brian were living in with his parents. That's in Florida. Also on Monday, the Grand County Sheriff's Office in Utah, they released 911 audio from a witness who said he saw a man slap a woman and then saw a white Ford Transit van with Florida plates drive away. The domestic dispute between uh, these two, Brian and Gabby, was reported about a month before Gabby's family reported her missing. And this is what's so sad. The conclusion of that report indicated that officers on scene had viewed Gabby as the aggressor, which I'm still trying to make sense of here, but that's in their official report. Of course, this story is developing by the minute. So keep it locked to MomCast on Instagram at TV is where you can find more updates. Another top headline and a topic that parents have been discussing nonstop since this came out earlier this week, Pfizer says their vaccine is safe and effective for children ages 5 to 11. 
This includes two shots given three weeks apart at a smaller dosage than the adult version. A lot of people were worried about that because they were thinking, I got the vaccine and I got sick. But we got to remember that this is a smaller dosage, but we can't all rush out right now and get our kids vaccinated. Next in this process, so Pfizer says it works. Next up, Pfizer is going to apply to the FDA for emergency use authorization. That's going to happen by the end of this month. The shot could be ready by Halloween if the review of all their data goes as quickly as it did for the 12 to 15-year-old age group. This is coming at a really important time, though, because as we talked about last week right here on MomCast, more children are getting sick with COVID and more hospitalizations are happening. Pediatric hospitalizations are actually at their highest levels since the start of the pandemic. For those wondering exactly how this trial went, because I know there's a lot of questions about how these vaccines and their trials, how it's actually going. So for Pfizer, they tested a little over 2,200 kids, ages five to 11. Two thirds were given the vaccine three weeks apart. The other third got a placebo. Mm. The dosage they got, so it's 10 micrograms. It's about a third of the size of the teen and adult dose. The trial produced a, quote, robust antibody response. They actually saw some of the same effects as the trials of those in the 16 to 25-year-old age group. So if you're a parent who has children under the age of five, because this was only for five to 11-year-olds, mm-hmm. I have three kids under the age of five. So right. even if this did get you know go through, well, what about me? What about my kids? Wondering when the child could get that vaccine, they're actually working on that even younger age group. But results on that are not expected until later this year. I know that this is a hot point and a sticking point for a lot of parents to give your child the vaccine that is new. And we're talking five years old. Mm -hmm. So Pfizer says it's okay. It's now going to the FDA. If it does get that emergency use authorization, how would you guys feel? Has the American Association of Pediatrics signed off on it? Not yet. Because this this is pretty new information. Yeah, totally. So for Pfizer to have all of this data and to have this kind of a response, yeah. now we're going to see the government agencies step in a little bit. So we got the Food and Drug Administration first. The American Academy of Pediatrics isn't part of the vaccine process. Mm-hmm. Food and Drug Administration is. that It, it goes under them. But of course they'll have... Something to say once they look at all of the data and then also look at the research that the Food and Drug Administration does. I think my gut, again, is going to be to like go talk to my PD. I'll make an appointment if I feel, if and when I feel like it's needed in our home. I love my pediatrician. Like she's been with me through my daughter's MRSA experience and like all of it. And so... I don't know. She has a lot of history with my kids, a lot of history with my family. I'm going to really put a lot of weight into what she advises, and I'm curious to see. So I don't know. What do you think, Lauren? I think, you know, I kind of liked to space out my vaccines. I do vaccinate. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But, it, you know, you always kind of hold your breath with all the, like, pros and cons and the stories and all the things. So I kind of have always taking it in stride. They do get them. They space them out a little bit when they're like infants. So I think I would just give it a little bit of time, just like a little bit of breathing room, trial and error, I guess. And then I might feel like a little more comfortable. But I mean, just like anything, I do want to help the cause. And like, I think we were able to rid our our society of so many 
bad diseases because of the vaccine. So I know it's like, you know, means to an end and we're going to need to do that. I just might give it a little bit of time at first. I just want to read more. That's what I'm wondering. What would make you as a parent most comfortable? Is it just getting that approval from the Food and Drug Administration? Is it just hearing from Pfizer that they, you know, have all this data that shows that it what it was the quote, robust right. antibody response. What is it as a parent for you too that gives you that like, <sighs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll be a hundred percent where I, I'll be totally open here. So my daughter, if you're a longtime listener, you know, she had a huge MRSA outbreak when she was 18 months old. Okay. We were coming home from Disneyland. No joke. She had a fist size growth in her diaper area like that just like attacked her body lauren was there she knows Mm -hmm. she had like 104 fever it was nuts we ended up in children's hospital like emergency surgery we were in the hospital for a week people telling me kids die from MRSA and MRSA is so serious they're pounding her with like the most extreme antibiotics you can give a child like anybody this is a nightmare yeah it was like totally scary so we finally got her you know whatever we went home we had the surgery we removed it but she was on antibiotics like for a really long time and like the highest dosage okay so I don't know there's like this like deep down tiny tiny little seed of concern of like okay is there is she the freak scenario that although we haven't seen MRSA in two or three years in her but it was like an ongoing thing in her childhood although we haven't seen anything lately is she going to be the one freak case scenario that like because she was dosed with all of these antibiotics is her something weird with her immune system where she gets this shot with a little bit of covid at a time you know your brain can just go so many places right totally and so it's like that's so unrational and i'm sure so many of you are eye rolling at this but like lauren said i just want to see how it plays, I guess, in other children, as terrible as that no, sounds. But isn't that interesting, though, and something that we all need to remember during like, literally everyday life with how busy and crazy politics are and how we almost are becoming a little less tolerant of each other's backgrounds and beliefs. Like, you are totally valid in everything that you're thinking because of the experiences that you've had. Again, I know a very close family member who just had a really serious case of COVID. I get it. It's just like when my kids, it's like next level, right? For like making that decision for my kids for some reason. It's more of a complex decision for totally. me. That's, I guess that's what I'm trying and to say. And you're also not alone in that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many people that do have similar stories. Yeah. But it's not like, like, I totally believe in vaccines. Like Lauren said, it's why we're all like here with like the bodies we have today is because we've eradicated so many of them. Right. And so I totally, totally see their value. It's just, I need to like talk to my doctor more and feel more comfortable with it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, and this, we said this last week, the takeaway is yeah. mm-hmm. you talk to your doctor. Yeah, We can totally. only, I mean, th- the purpose here is just to provide you with the latest information. Yeah, We're not endorsing one way or another, but. Hey, I'm happy they're working on it. Let me say that. Right. Speaking of our kids, an alarming study came out recently about kids and teens gaining weight at a significant rate during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I want you guys' opinions on this in a second and also, you know, whether or not you've noticed this within your kids. But according to the Centers for Disease Control, the biggest jump occurred in younger school-aged children. The CDC study, it looked at close to half a million people between the ages of two 
and 19 years old, found the percentage of obese children and teens increased to 22%. So that's compared to 19% before the pandemic. The study's authors described these results as substantial and alarming. They attribute it to, you can guess, school closures, disruption in routine, increased stress, and less opportunity for physical activity and proper nutrition. We are going to see more and more of these studies come out as we you know, keep moving past what's going on with the pandemic. And it's sad mm-hmm. to not only see the mental toll, which we've talked about, but also now the physical toll. And to also have the CDC say substantial and alarming results mm-hmm. of obesity in children. Have you guys noticed this at all with your kids? I mean, I've noticed a little bit of just as a mom being so tired that you just let little things slip. Oh, yeah. Like not caring as much as I should uh, about nutrition. It's just like, oh my gosh, you guys have been stuck in this house with me all day long. Eat whatever. <laughs> yes. Well, and we, that's funny because I was just talking with my sister-in-law and she was saying how she kind of feels like her kids have gained a little weight and it's the snacking. And I think back to the, like the pandemic days of no school and they're home all day. They are kind of like more out of control, getting a snack here and there instead of sitting at the desk and only having lunchtime. So the snacking, you know, increases. And then, right, we didn't have dance and we weren't at football practice for so many weeks and months. And we weren't outside, you know, with friends running around and playing basketball. So all of those things limited. I could totally see how this has happened. I haven't particularly seen it with my kids a ton, but like I I could totally see how this would happen right now. I've noticed the little things, you know, just the, especially in the beginning of the pandemic when we were all really scared. So a lot of us really just stayed home on top of being scared. We were also dealing with insane temperatures in Arizona, but you were stuck at home. Right. So what were you doing with your kids? I know. Screens. Screens. Emma, yes. Nobody wants to say it out Screens, loud. Screens, right. but let's all admit it. Yes. Screens <laughs> and snacks got the us through. I mean, I've literally. I mean, I have had to like crack down on the screen time. I've put an hour limit on Nintendo. Yeah. We only have the Switch in my house, but I have that. And then I try really hard to like limit the Kindles to like special occasion, like you're in the car or we're on a trip or something. Right. But I'm encouraging like go play. I know. Go out. Swim. Yes. I don't know. It is hard. And it almost makes me a little sad to read studies like this because I feel like so many parents just did the best that they could. Uh, yes. In such an impossible situation. hmm So <laughs> to hear the CDC tell us, hey, all of your kids gained too much weight. Like, let's cut back. Well, you know what? Know. How about you come around for dinner right. at the end of the longest day ever with all of these children right. staring at me? McDonald's it is. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, it's awful. Mm. Okay. Something else to be aware of. Insurance companies no longer waiving out of pocket fees to fight COVID. A Kaiser Family Foundation analysis found that 72% of health insurance plans are no longer waiving costs for COVID treatment, which means the majority of COVID patients are now responsible for their full deductibles and co-pays. The study from the end of August shows this trend is most likely to continue. In the beginning, when you had COVID, insurance companies were stepping up and paying for it, all mm. those out-of-pocket costs, because this was something new and they were trying to help people, I think. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing that go away, which you wonder a lot of people are, 
dang, I wish I got COVID earlier in the pandemic. Right. Before now where I have to pay for all of these out-of-pocket costs. I mean, it is extremely expensive. When you think of the the tools and the things that they have to use to keep you alive, ventilators and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Oh, but I feel like it's like every company. I feel like those first six months, Airbnb, the airlines, everybody gave you a free pass. It's like you say the word COVID. Oh, yeah, let's fix it. No worries. No fees. Oh, those days are gone, guys. Like you get ready to pay a fee if you need to change your flight Mm -hmm. or something like that. You wonder if maybe they're going that way, hoping that that will, I don't know, get more people to be like, oh, maybe I should get vaccinated because now all of these freebies or free passes. I think they're businesses, right? And they were probably seeing their earnings like go down. And it's like, hey, we got to make some more money. Right. That's what it's about. While on the topic of health. This is really interesting. I saw this on the Today Show. You know the old saying about losing weight, calories in, calories out? Yes. Apparently, there's some new research and it suggests that concept is, quote, tragically flawed. In what way? Are you going to blow my mind? Well, this is from a new paper published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. The authors of the study say, our focus needs to shift. It's more about what you eat and less about how much you eat. Weight loss, according to the study, is all about our hormonal responses to certain macronutrients. So how can we change our diet to control our hormones? According to the study, eat more high-fiber foods. We're talking veggies, nuts, seeds, small amounts of beans, and whole intact grains. Focus on lean protein and healthy fats, and limit consumption of sugar. Focus more on fresh food if you feel the need for something sweet. Hallelujah. Emma. I thought that was interesting. Calories in, calories out. I remember my, my parents even said that to me recently when I was complaining about all the baby weight. Oh, it's just about calories in, calories out. No, mom and dad, it's not. It's oh my not. Gosh. I know. Isn't that interesting? Sugar is the devil to me. I mean, sugar is my downfall. It really is. Of course. It's horrible. Well, no. And I've always heard and always firmly believed it's about what you're eating, not how much you're working out. You know, me and my husband get in this argument and he's just like, go to the gym. You want to lose weight? Go to the gym. Go work out more. I'm like, no, that does not work for me. When I run a mile and I burn 125 calories, that's like a bite of my sandwich. No, okay. Spare me. Help me here because it's for all women that way, right? I hate, mm, I shouldn't say hate. Mm -hmm. I love you, husband. But- don't give me tips on how to lose weight. You are a man. I know. And it is you so... literally drop soda and drop 28 pounds in I a week. Know. I know. Amen. And have a six pack. Amen. <sighs> like I will completely change my diet. I'll drop three pounds in a year. <laughs> yes. And then you have your period and it's right back on you. Let's be honest. Absolutely. But, but don't you guys agree? It is like yeah. you can, you have more control of the weight loss in the food than even just the exercise. Without oh, a doubt. Totally. It's, 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 it's all the food. Yeah. So like the calorie in, calorie out thing. I mean, that's interesting because I feel like that would be explained the calorie in and then you're burning the calories to get them out. But I guess it does come down again to just like what you consume is like the biggest, con- the biggest way you can be in control. I mean, let me just say this. The one time, if again, if you're a listener, you know I gained 65 pounds with my first child. Mm. After that baby, I did Weight Watchers. Yeah. And it is literally the only diet that worked. Well, it like kept it off because really? I feel like it was a slow, steady weight loss. 
And it is that. It's I just like, wish I had the patience for that. Oh, I know. And it's work. It's like yeah. you're studying the points and the, the menus and like all of it. But it is like a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies. Like nothing is really off limits if you're willing to like sacrifice your points, right? So I don't know, but it's all that. Like yeah. it's super fascinating. See, I'm know. I'm pro keto. That's I've the never only done thing it. that has worked for me. And I, this is not like a keto endorsement sponsorship, nothing. But I will tell you, I felt like my body felt better and my brain. Interesting. Mm. Yes. yes. And this is coming from someone who sleeps never and has a million children. But I felt like my brain fog like cleared up. Only my experience. Mm. I don't know. I love that. But that isn't about calories in, calories out. It's literally like eat as much of this type of food as, as you, you want. Yes. Which it's, again, I know some people things, are whatever on keto. Those but. diets like blow my mind where you can just eat like so much, but it's the chemistry in your body. Yes. Like, well, doing and that's, thing. that's kind of the big takeaway from this new study is that get that thought of the old adage calories in, calories out. Focus more on hormonally how is my body going to respond to the foods that I'm putting into my body? Isn't that interesting? I do. I love that. Especially yeah. as women, the hormones play such a huge part, oh, more than geez. you would I would have ever thought yeah. into especially the weight. And if your husband tells you, oh, just change this one thing, tell him that the mom voice and mom say, get out of town. Totally. Get lost. That's okay. the nice version. <laughs> Question for you both. Real or fake? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't. Real or fake? Uh, boobs? <laughs> I knew you would go there. What? I don't know. <laughs> Christmas trees. Oh, oh yes. yes I know. It's there. September. It's September, but we're talking about real or fake Christmas trees. Are you real or fake, Sarah? Totally fake. Fake? Totally. Oh, I my do not gosh. Want Wait, any... are we saying boobs or Christmas trees? <laughs> <laughs> I do not want any type of little bug. Any shedding, nothing. I am a hundred percent fake, and I'll double down that I have the one with the snow on it in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you she does double down with that. Okay, well, what Flocked are you, Lauren? Tree Real or fake? Bothers Lauren to no degree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the snow in here. What? Um, okay, I am real, and I have always been real till this last year. Whoa, we converted over. Why'd you make the change? I just, I don't know, honestly. <sighs> convenience. I was such an ordeal to go pick it up, bring it in, trim it. Da, 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 da. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll go back this year. What we about do you? Love it. I am all real. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Always. Yeah. And I feel like I'll never change only because I love the nostalgia of like the trees at my house, the tree. Why did I say trees? It's not plural. We had one tree and it was always puny and always like really off. Like it was Aww. always sideways. Always the that. Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So of course we're talking Christmas trees. More things though to blame on the pandemic when it comes to Christmas trees. You might want to buy a real Christmas tree this year, Sarah. You can get a real flocked one, by the okay. way. Because the Wall Street Journal reports retailers are raising artificial Christmas tree prices by 20 to 25%. I literally just eye rolled. So the reason to offset higher shipping costs, which by the way, just something to note, everyone, shipping costs will go up during the holidays starting in October. Oh. So finish your holiday shopping, which we'll get to. Emma, what's not going up? I know. Let's it's just ridiculous. say that out loud. I know. Yes. Let's just say that. Like everything but the salaries in America. Well, everything's right. going up. <laughs> right. But Emma, I will say that is the beauty of a fate tree 
that you don't have to buy one every year. I know. That is like one thing. That was one little tidbit too last year. I was like, oh, every year we drop like 80 bucks on a new tree. At least. We could buy a really cool big tree and just use it for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. So that was like another guys And pre-lit. I know. They kind of get you with that. Here's the thing that I can't sacrifice though, the smell. Okay, Don't tell me that you have some dumb candle behind no, it that you no, just like no, light I would, time. I would have 100% agree. And there'd be times I'd get those whiffs and wafts of the pine. But I feel like in the last few years, it's few and far between. Do it you feel? Uh, kind of. Actually. I feel like I'm like, why don't I smell the pine? Come yeah. on. So there were a few factors weighing against me. Why I might have converted Shoot. over. Okay. Turn <laughs> it. Okay. So we've got a fakie. We've got a converter. And we've got a real. We've got all. I mean, we have it all covered. Some artificial trees, though, could sell out early, too, because of supply constraints, which pandemic. Everything. Of course. Everything you guys, pandemic. I died. I saw the first house in my neighborhood mm. decorated for Halloween today. Oh, we have oh. a few in mind. Yeah. It's September 20th. Yeah. Is oh, I saw early? one like a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't had. think it's early. I say if that makes you happy. There's actually, we did this, uh, we do this story every single year on our new show. There is a study that says... If decorating for the holidays early makes you happy, then do it. Yeah, totally. Like, no more are we debating this. Like, if this makes you feel good, then that you need was to like do the it. whole Christmas in July when yes. people were like, "Put up your Christmas lights yes. last summer during the pandemic." During the pandemic, because it brings you joy, <laughs> right? And I was like, "Oh, sweet, I love that." <laughs> okay, this next headline gave me extreme anxiety. I'm still like surfing my phone trying to look for any and every Christmas gift I can. I saw this headline earlier this week, immediately dove into it because I have four children. I'm not ready to disappoint on Christmas. The headline, massive toy shortage this holiday season. So here's here's what's behind the headline. In a new survey of 114 retail executives, 82% say they are somewhat or very concerned about inventory shortages all thanks to the global supply chain crisis. By the way, this survey is conducted by professional services firm KPMG. Okay, this is a quote for you from Isaac Laring. He's the CEO of MGA Entertainment. They're creators of LOL Dolls. Oh, boy. There is going to be a major shortage of toy products this year. He told this to CNN Business. The demand is going to be there. What is not going to be there is the product to fill the demand. Which means the prices will double. <laughs> totally. Basic supply totally. and demand teaches yes. us people when there is demand that does not meet supply, the prices go up. Ew. So the workaround for shoppers may not be to simply shop online. Retailers are expecting e-commerce sales to surpass 2020 levels, which by the way, were insane. We are expecting to grow by 35%. To offset the holiday rush, these retailers plan to extend hours. More than half surveyed say they will be open on Thanksgiving this year. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Wow. And to do everything from shipping to you, curbside pickup, the works. So you're probably wondering, what the heck am I supposed to do? Right. Like, do I get my Christmas shopping now? And how is that possible with children who change their mind every four minutes? Where do you hide it all? So I really mean. the best advice that these retailers have for us is just to shop early. That's it. Shop early for your most sought after gift. So if you're thinking about, you mentioned a Switch, a Switch, a Nintendo Switch, get it now before it's all gone. Oh my gosh. And also don't just shop online. All this said, it's expected to be a banner holiday shopping year, up 7% from last year. That is a figure nearly double the retail industry's historical annual growth rate. So a lot of people are going to be out shopping. Wow. I know. What are the things that your kids want? Do you, when do you start asking them what they want? Oh, now. 
Totally. Now, I have them in September. Oh, totally. Okay, well, what do they want? Because I need ideas. My six-year-old is asking Santa for a hoverboard. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I don't yeah. know what that is. You do, Emma. Emma, you do Emma. too. Wait, is that the one with the one wheel? Yes. No. You stand on it with that, one that's wheel. That's a mono wheel. Oh, that's then the one wheel. Then what's the hoverboard? The hoverboard. It's, do it, Lauren. Yeah, no, it's a board and it's on, it does have it's one wheel on each side. It's a glorified skateboard. And you of. like lean forward, you lean back. It's <gasps> oh, like an electric. Oh gosh, yeah, sorry. Yes. No, I was thinking like. Um, and it has lights that, you know, yes, make it fancy. I know what. The Those one are the ones wheel. that all exploded that everyone yes, was like, a few yeah, years right? back. Yes. Exactly. Okay, yes. Got it. Yes. yes. Good luck. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be great. I know. I know. And my baseboards will take a beating. <laughs> so he really wants that. My four-year-old is asking for a bike with training wheels, which Dolly. is just darling. Yes. And then my almost nine-year-old really, 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 really wants this like electric scooter thing, but not oh. the scooter you're kicking, like a little moped-like thing. She's Cute. begging me for it. Okay. So what's your... How do you do it? Like, do you set a limit on what you're going to get each kid? Is there a number of gifts that you only get your kids? What's your plan going into the holidays? I always try to do three presents per child. I go with Jesus got three presents. You get three presents from me and dad. Okay. And then Santa usually brings the big ticket item, the yes. more expensive. And it's usually one thing and they're stocking. And so that's usually how it goes at our house. But this year, Emma, I've been venting and saying for some time now, I'm just so over the toys, to be honest. So maybe this is a good news for me. I'm so over the toys. My kids look at it, they play with it for a day, and then they never touch it again. Your and kids I'm, are not toy players. I'm just so over it. They're not. And so for years now, Emma, like two years ago, I was like, I'm going to take them on a cruise. And then we actually converted to the puppy. And so we got the puppy that year. So then I was like, next year we're going to do the cruise. Oh, my gosh. And, and then the COVID. Cat. No, no. <laughs> and then COVID <laughs> hit. And so this year I'm like, maybe we'll just get a trip in there and skip the toys. I don't know. How would your kids feel though? I think there'd be a little bit of a bummer with that. It depends, I think, where we're going and when we're going and how I del deliver that. Santa would still come, I think, but from mom and dad, like I, and they hear me say it all year long. I mean, I just went through three birthdays in the last <laughs> six weeks mm. and I'm like, Dudes, I'm not. Oh, I'm not giving you one more present for like ever. Oh, I'm yes. so over this. Coming yes. from the mom who threw them all a birthday party, yes, I'm so <laughs> over it. So over the toys that just sit around and just collect dust. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? I feel like I've created a monster because my kids are still young, but and the it's oldest so remembers everything and counts the presents. And yes. remembers how many he got. I didn't like set up a, a limit of like, I love that idea. Yes. Three from mom and dad. Everything's from Santa and every. Oh, everything. So many presents. Because I, I just didn't like come oh, up with a plan. And you're excited. And, and when that, you're that me. There's still time. How old is the oldest? The oldest is six. There's still time. I think no, you could sway I mean, them a little like bit. He knows like my credit score for goodness sakes. He knows <laughs> everything and doesn't forget it. And so I just don't know how I can make the change. I think that I'm too late and I think I will go bankrupt every single holiday season. Oh my gosh. So let's pray this podcast takes off. <laughs> well, you just wait on that <laughs> yes, because amen. the older they get, the pricier it goes. That's the oh. problem. And that's See, that's where I have the pull. Okay, do we get the more expensive items and it's less presents? Or do we just 
get the the junk. cheapy pr- junk because yeah. at that age they just love to open stuff. Let's love be to real. Open stuff, yeah. I mean, you could wrap stuff from the dollar store, and they're like, "Cool, right. okay." Next. And it doesn't really convert that. Like, oh, this is more expensive, which is why I'm not getting as many presents totally. as my sister. I'm, right? Not at that age, no. and that's hard. I know. I agree. That's hard. Totally. So, and then so there's funny. some people that do like the whole like. Something to wear, yes. something to read, something that to was actually play, advice in this article. Or something I got, I got this article off of the Today Show, and this was that was actually advice. Yeah, I thought that was cute too. Yeah, the three thing I I I have to I will be honest, I have to rein it in too. It's always hard to just go to three presents. I know. I think like, I mean, sometimes there's been four, but I try to stick to three and yeah. and at least they expect that or know that. And now they're kind of getting older, but yeah. But the takeaway is, you guys, get your head in the game. Yeah, Christmas. It's go time. It's going to be dog eat dog in the store. Totally. When do you typically have your shopping done? Do you have it 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 done before? It totally varies. Some years it's been, oh, December 1st, I feel really good. There's days where it's like the 23rd and I still have to run out for that last one or two things. It's so true. It's crazy. I I sometimes fear that if I get it done too early, I'll just keep adding you'll right. keep buying and, and you get the FOMO the, the, right? yeah there's there, there's truth to that too but yeah it can well, get out is, of control real this fast this is very good info to have yeah because I might get on it my gosh oh I my Amazon cart is so full right now oh jeez I'm throwing everything in there <laughs> yeah, go girl uh, well I need to take a deep breath and also check my bank account but anyway everyone <laughs> that is your mom cast news to know awesome thanks so much for joining us here you can find Emma throughout the week doing mom cast over there on Instagram at at Emma J TV. And then you can find Lauren and I. We are on Instagram and other socials at The Mom Voice Podcast. And then we have our normal episodes each Monday here on The Mom Voice. And then we'll be back next Thursday with another MomCast episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please take a moment and leave us a quick rating and a review. It really helps the show. And then the number one way you can support us is to share us on social with a friend, a neighbor, family member, we're always super grateful for that. So anything else, ladies? I'm going to Target on my way. Home. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Let's go shopping. Yes. Let's go shopping. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye.